If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. I suck, you suck, I suck at Call of Duty. Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard and today I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. And... Will. Cool, alright then. So we've had um, a couple of big sort of presentations in the form of PlayStation Showcase and also the first night of Gamescom which had loads and loads of trailers courtesy of Jeff Keighley and stuff. So that feels like years um, ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was that was on the 26th of August, which is nearly a month ago, but we haven't chatted since. So, uh, um, what should we do first? Oldest or let's, most let's do significant the impressive? One. All right. Because so, I think the PlayStation One has cooler shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so okay. we're going to go. We're going to go for the ramp up. So, so we're saying. Yeah. Tune in. So skip skip forward, list, dear listeners, to maybe about you know, twenty minutes, and we'll it's, it's, it's <laughs> talk like about those, good. It's like those VHS trailers for old movies. You've got all the really shit ones at the start, like you know, <laughs> Never Ending Story seventeen. It was a time like just after lunch, <laughs> <laughs> time of games um, and calm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the thing that stood out for me, um, since you've asked, of sorry, Gamescom, sorry, you, you tell you what. Um, maybe play with the editing and put this in for. So, Rob, what stood out for you? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to <laughs> shape the conversation somehow. But yeah, um, yeah no. Uh, what what stood out for me, Will, was. Um, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to hear a bit of ninja editing over this. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. it. It's just going to sound like this. Um, Firaxis, uh have revealed uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is a tactical oh, yeah. RPG. Yeah. Um, so these are the guys that do XCOM and stuff, but they they have since revealed gameplay footage of it, and it isn't doesn't look very XCOM at all. No, I think the the combat is apparently turn based, but it's it's done in such a way that it's it's very much not on a grid. They've set it, they've shown, and um, there's also like a sort of central hub, which I guess is it is similar to like XCOM, but. Um, it's more about like hanging out with Tony Stark and all this and that. Um, and, and the Midnight Sun of the title is actually like a an editable, customizable, upgradable superhero of your own that will play alongside a sort of slightly twisted roster that we're used to. Um, like I think we've got like Ghost Rider here and Blade and some of the more sinister side of the uh Yeah, of the and some of the less used thing. Yeah, which is good, really, I think, because we've all had certainly 
a lot of exposure I, to the I usual. I always find these kind of Marvel well, games, like the, um, oh, what were the ones that were going on for a while? Uh, like the hero sort of ones or multiplayer and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, I always find that those ones, because they've got more allegiance towards the Marvel comic book characters, a lot more characters get a bit of sunshine, if you get what I mean. They they sort of, they, they, they have a bigger roster and you kind of go, oh, these are these people and that person and that person yeah. and that person. I mean, what I found particularly interesting about this one is they often say the Divinity, well, Divinity Original Sin, obviously there were earlier Divinity games that I never saw or played. But Divinity Original Sin took a lot of cues from XCOM, but many would argue um, took a lot and refined it and many things made better, not all of it. But it feels like Firaxis have taken, have gone back and looked at Divinity, I think, with the combat um, that's being talked about for this Marvel game and gone, yeah, right, it is a good idea, but we started it. Now we can take your bit and I'm... I think that becomes mm. rather interesting because I didn't like the grid based bit. I found it. I found it rather. I didn't enjoy XCOM, but I absolutely adored the combat in Divinity. So if if we can take Marvel Divinity, then that is super cool. Yeah, even though it's not on a grid, it looks like they've just made stuff sort of like range based and area effects and all yep. that sort of stuff. You Very know, much so, like Divinity. Um, See, I'm, I'm probably the yeah. Heathen I mean, it's in cool. And saying that I've never played either XCOM or Divinity. So mm. I'm probably going to be approaching it from this angle, as in okay. this will be my first exclusivity yeah. sort of game, even well, if it sits somewhere in the middle of the. Did two. you play Mario versus Rabbids on the Switch? No, oh, I didn't. Okay, because that actually I would say was an XCOM clone. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically you get a certain amount of movement points each turn. You get movement points or ac- an action points, or it'll work that way. Or you'll get a certain amount of points overall. So you may be able to at the start of your turn move to some <laughs> cover, and then fire a shot or use a superpower yeah. or cast a spell or whatever it is. So the whole point is it's turn-based combat. Um, but turn-based quite often, strategic combat sort of. It, exactly yeah. that, exactly that. But it sounds like almost like the Divinity, uh, if I do recall the interview I read correctly, once again, it's about interacting with the world around you, not just about fighting the enemies, but using... Things using okay. powers, using combining powers, probably attacking um, to cause to get bonuses chaos. or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So okay. all of that stuff awesome. sounds quite cool to me. Yeah, no, I, I and think I'll like be putting a, the trigger on it. There's like a sort of card collecting uh, aspect to it as well. Um, hmm. Some people have speculated that that might uh, be some sort of like pay to win type thing, but or no, perhaps it's like, it could be just be yeah. like power ups or accessories. That's it, um, yeah. Which you probably won't need to win, but you know, for access, if it's if it is true single player, which I don't know for a, for example, it won't be. I I don't think it might be that you can pay to zoom ahead, but they're they're not a publisher that I would particularly. Uh, sorry, or a developer that I would particularly associate with that sort of dirty mechanic. No, it does look really nice as well. I've got the video on right now, like the. We're looking at like you know Assassin's Creed level of detail on the characters and mm. yeah no yeah. It's, it's one I'll definitely be keeping an eye on. Um, but the trouble is I do know that I'm very fussy with that sort of game. To me, Divinity I adored because it was an RPG with that sort of combat in between. But XCOM I didn't enjoy because it was just each level was just embrace the grid. Um, so the it'd be nice is, to I see think, what I happens. Think, 
I think the way to the way I've always played like games like XCOM is I've tried to sort of uh, impress upon my mob of faceless goons some level of personality. Either that's by making them like my friends or. You know, um, well, that's the main one, really. That's um, what I did with a couple so, of goons I could name. Yeah, and I, but where, whereas this won't have that, I think the fact that you know you've got Iron Man and Tony Stark and the, you Iron know, Man the and people Tony that Stark. In, sorry, I mean like you know you've got well, it might be a different Iron Man. Um, no, but you know what I mean. Like you've got these different characters like Wolverine, Doctor Strange that you've all, everyone's got a certain amount level of investment in, and will probably be wanting to keep. I, I mean, I I very much doubt that you're kill these characters but you'll want to keep them available you know and fit yeah i'll be interested to see um, if it follows the XCOM basis of being able to kill them off or whether there's some sort of injuring out mechanic or, or who knows what but this is the I mean, darker side as well it's got a lot more obscure ones that i probably won't have heard of not being that close to these things which quite interests me yeah, mm. I mean, they might even just make it in such a way that only certain characters are valid at, for certain missions. Perhaps you know, like you know, what won't it wouldn't be feasible for you know a, a certain or, or or simply you'll just be like, yeah, you know, I want to use that. I want to use this team mm. because I know these guys. You know, this. Yeah, I'll bring Blade with me because there's vampires. You know what I mean? That sort of. Yeah, they'll all have that, something like that. I'm sure Blade will probably have mm. some. I'm just speculating, but because he's a vampire and he often has his moments, he might have like a blood, um, blood craze special or something, almost like yeah. a berserk that yeah, could be calm, like sort of yeah. probably with a card item or something as well. So you can kind yeah. of utilize that, send him in, let him go nuts, and the more his blood rage probably increases. This is pure speculation though, because I've not anything to do with the game just getting, or getting into it into but the it's concept. just like you know if you know your mutants or you know your your superheroes you'll have an idea of their powers the ones you're familiar with so you'll know yeah. like people like miss mark captain marvel they're what i would call a zona character they should be longer range so you'd keep them back and they provide yeah. almost artillery support but wolverine but and blade up front they'll be the berserker rushdown characters yeah so you could probably put together a squad based on that you know, you're providing cover whilst others rush in. Good, good. I'm already thinking about this. I'm quite excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's they're taking the superhero concept and 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 like layering it up with like the whole RPG mechanic. So, mm. I'm 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 really excited. I've, they're a developer. I've got a lot of trust in. Um, they've made many games that I've enjoyed. Many games I've ne- never had time to enjoy. Um, you know, these yeah. are the guys that make Civilization. So yes, which cool. I actually. Uh, just as a very inter- uh, little side note, finally finished a campaign of Civilization VI for the first time. I've owned that game since a few weeks after it came out, and I finally actually stuck through one of my save games from beginning to end and conquered the world as the Romans. Um, wow. And you know what? It didn't take nearly as long as I expected. Because um, I was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and Shit. I betrayed everyone, and everyone hated me, and I killed them all. I actually picked that up. It was on sale. Uh, it was heavily discounted, I think, mm. because um, a certain company that I might work for put out a game that's quite similar, and I think they were getting scalped. Um, so they decided to do. Well, it went, it went to Game Pass, sale. didn't it? Humankind, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. I must admit, um, I fired up Humankind because it was on Game Pass and I just kind of went, 
yeah, maybe I'll start a new game of Civilization. Um, and that's what I did because I, I, I don't. Because I've got Civilization and I've played Civilization, I didn't need another game. I needed to finish Civilization. And I think it was that that made me actually do it. But anyway, sorry, Gamescom. Yeah, you're probably not alone there. Yeah. Um, any, yeah, um, any other highlights from Gamescom? Th- that was pretty much it for me, if I'm honest. Nothing for me, to be honest. No, no. I did, to be honest, I didn't pay much attention at all because there's <laughs> rarely anything that exciting to me comes out of Gamecom, Gamescom. They did some Far Cry Six trailers, but I mean, you're already. I, you know, I, I'm buying it day buying one it. anyway. I mean, I should yeah, talk about it next episode. I will have played it. It's that straightforward. I love a Far Cry. I know I know that after six months it will be a better game. I don't mind this. <laughs> Most Far Cry games I play over twice these days, so it's not a problem. I just uh, don't really play them. So, well, I, I just I just haven't really since four, as is well documented, and I won't go over that again. Um, they are rebooting Saints Row. They've decided that that franchise basically just got bombarded into silliness. Yeah. So they're going, oh, we'll just try it. We'll but just start it again. they've kind of made it go a bit fast and furious, though, by the feel of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. sort of street gang version. Yeah. Though. I played... GTA. I think it was three, and then I played Get Out of Hell. I played three, and I completed it through, and I thought, oh, this is odd and vaguely amusing at times, and very okay and then i played get out of hell which i think was on ps plus or something and i just thought yeah not really in the mood for this and that was it but no i'm i'm not bothered about saints row personally i must admit um it's totally all right yeah it's like a b b level franchise for me yeah. or maybe even a c level i don't think i've played one of them in any capacity other than like maybe a demo or something yeah. If it was the um, only game gone, I yeah, had, I'd play it. But <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, that's kind of like a load of other games I've played, so I'll just play them instead. Um, anything for you, Marcus? No, to be honest, it was just the intrigue of the Marvel thing, because I was thinking, oh, with the inclusion, obviously, um, I no shame about mentioning that I kind of used to dip in and out of Fortnite and stuff like that. And uh, they had a blade skin on there, a pretty unique one to the game, where he had like weird samurai armor up the side of his coat, and um, cool. and his shades were red. So it's like, you know, obviously designed for the game. And then obviously the Marvel's Midnight Suns has blade in there as well. It's almost like a mention. Don't forget, this is coming up in sort of phase five or four of Marvel stuff. So I just thought it's quite nice, yeah, seeing the characters starting to get a bit of um, a bit of showtime. You know, for, for sure. But you know, to um, be honest, it kind of it kind of dragged. It was just one of those ones where it was just, oh yeah, you know, there's um, a bit more on. Um, was it Forbidden West? Um, yeah, that's right. We got a release date. Yeah, we got a release date. But it's just one of those things where you could just catch a trailer. You know, yeah, eighteenth of February. Yeah, is uh, Horizon Forbidden West on both PS4 and PS5? Yeah, I, I I think I'll be waiting until I get a PS5 before I kind of go to that. Yeah, but, yeah. I'll be getting that day one. I, I I wonder if they'll do a kind of because um, obviously PS5 kind of upscales games a little bit as well. I wonder if there'll be a a double pack like a you know you can get a digital version of um, the first game. 
with the second one's release just for people to get the story up I know the game's available everywhere still but who knows they're doing they've just released a 60 frames per second patch for the first game oh there you go they're already doing that on PS5 yeah Yeah, so you can enjoy it on your PS5 and then jump straight into the second one it looks really good on PC as well I've seen it recently that's a whole other kettle of fish (laughs) yeah Okay, so yeah, while we're talking about PlayStation, then we won't hold back any longer. Uh, PlayStation Showcase uh, was on last week, was it? Ninth or the week before? The week actually. before. So, there were some surprises, uh, though, weren't there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they really, I think it definitely, uh, you know, earned its title of Showcase because this wasn't an, an in, this wasn't one of their like state of play things. There was, they actually had a lot to show. Yeah. Can I just start by saying Insomniac Games may be called that because they clearly don't stop working. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, the, Miles, the Miles Morales one for PS5, it only just feels like it hasn't been out that long. Yes, but and they also was... did Ratchet and Clank. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet... We got two. Was it two, was it just two, or maybe there was three, or maybe yeah. four? Two maybe. Inso- additional Insomniac Games announcements. One of which did Spider Man Two have a release date, or was it just confirmation that it's? I, I think it was twenty. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah. So I mean, to be fair to the guys, fine. And the other one was just down as in development. But the yeah. other one, what? how exciting was that? Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh, yeah, I must I admit. Mean, mm. Time. There were so many weird it. things. Yeah. There were a couple of things I spotted in there. Uh, there was like the license plate on the bar. I've not looked at an Easter egg video, so I don't know. It's like the the, the the there was a license plate on the bar, and it, hmm. I think it had Hulk on there as well. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, uh. I'm guessing he had like some numbers. So I'm guessing it's like an issue related thing or something like that. When you know, it's one of those love letter trailers that they love to pack full of mm. things that nerds kind of go like, "Oh yeah, this is, this is amazing. This is gold." Well, let me and know I if you make it. And I spotted it. <laughs> there was there was some uh, reference to uh, Majipur. Yeah, I think. the bar he's in. Um, yeah, uh, I think it was like the Princess Bar or something like that. Which was actually in um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. They got, yeah, they what would you say it. that's like an analogue to then? It's kind of like an African city uh, town, isn't it? Or uh, something? No, Madripoor is like Hong Kong. It's basically like an Asian Oh, powerhouse. okay. It's like, imagine like Hong Kong and Singapore, but full of crime lords. Right, <laughs> right. So it's it's their place. So Logan hangs out there because of all the scum and villains and stuff, and he can just drink. I think you've got to say fight. scum and villainy. I, 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 oh, yeah, but I'm just keeping it away from Star Wars because that comes later. And there, there has been like a sort of uh, Eastern, like, Oriental mm. angle to Wolverine, hasn't there in the past yeah. historically? So he, that he's, could tie yeah, in quite he, nicely. Him and Lady Deathstrike, I imagine they'll be tied together in the game somehow. Or I am kind of, mm. I am kind of hoping that this is to Spider-Man what The Last of Us is to in Uncharted, and that it's a more sort of a slower, darker, grittier story. I, I think it will be. I think Whoa. they've yeah. got their chops. And they've got their, they've got their credence and their kind of voice with the Spider-Man game and the follow-up, and they've kind of proved to Sony, look, we can deliver on these. We've got the clout. Let us do something grittier, something nastier. I, I think and... Insomniac, between Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man, 
have demonstrated that they can be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just like it to like, yeah. not be a reskin of Spider-Man. You know, it could be so easy to do that. Nah, we're um, reskin a Ratchet and Clank. Don't worry, you'll have a you'll have Wolverine, <laughs> but he'll, he'll have a, a, a little Cyclops on his back. <laughs> oh, that's much better. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's got to be Beast, isn't it? Uh, and he throws him for the fastball special (laughs) god that's but yeah I mean we we know nothing about that game other than that it's an Insomniac Wolverine game I'd like to see it I think I know where you're coming from Um, so when we say I I think I'd like to see it maybe more focused on a story and a plot and and movement and action than an open world explorer like Yeah. yeah yeah that'd be very cool Wolverine's quite an interesting character to tell stories about He's quite, he's quite yeah, deep. Kind yeah, of. well, he's not all spandexed up, is he? This no. is like, you know, the uh, Logan. The, 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 <laughs> the post-Logan movie version mm. of Wolverine. So well, his standard, I mean, it, really. He's, he's always been in flannel and stuff, so... Yeah. yeah, it's not to say that he might not get go full yellow at some point, or some sort God, of version of that. How amazing would that be? Like, I reckon, I reckon well, there, will be, there cool. will be flashback missions to him, possibly in Alpha Flight. Could you imagine that? Going on a mission and you've got Sabretooth alongside you as well. And you have to take out bad guys. And that would be like the Spider-Man games. Because you would then go in and you would take out bad guys. But it would be like a flashback sequence or something. I mean, Sabretooth, oh, there's a, from a computer game's perspective, I mean, they're very similar setups. Yeah. To two, like, that could be quite interesting. It would be quite it, fun yeah. to just see how this have this psychotic partner just brutalising their way through. But I mean, that would very much be a kind of Spider-Man-esque where they get to use a bit more of that engine where you're going in and taking out bad guys in a set sort of base or something. I can imagine mm. that just off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. Whatever they do with it, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. Yeah. So that yeah. that was exciting. So just to cover maybe the biggest Ooh. other one first, in my opinion, would be the final one, which was the the not at all surprising and fully expected, um, but hopefully next year, God of War Two. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is not just the second part of the trilogy, because they've confirmed since that this is the last of the, the Norse gods' story, um, because they didn't want to spend another five years after this one. Um, yeah, they, 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 did. They, they, they didn't want to do 15 years on a trilogy. They wanted to do something else, and fair play. I know, but they did, they did say in a certain way, though. They did say this wraps up the Norse side. Yeah, well, they, so they're not saying I'm there won't wondering... be more God of War games, but they're just saying that it won't be Norse again, right? Yeah. So you're right, maybe. Could could it it be a bit weird? Could it be like, after everything that happens, there could be a modern day setting? No, I I I think we'll be working with the Norse pantheon, but that doesn't mean that um, Kratos, is it Kratos? Yeah. Kratos and Atreus um, won't end up for a third game going and visiting an entirely different pantheon. What about Egypt, for example? The Egyptian pantheon was fascinating. Um, but there are uh, the ancient Roman pantheon, because uh, obviously it's focused on Greek oh. and then Viking. There are so many interestingly I pagan suppose, pantheons. Yeah, you're right, because I remember one of the older games, um, he ends up going after, or he goes after all of them, doesn't he? He goes, he goes mm. after, because this one's Norse. Yep. Whereas yeah, it was in all the original Greek it was before. Greek mythology, yeah, because he ends up riding Pegasus. It was all Greek to me, certainly. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing is, the, the only thing that was missing from this footage was just the sense of, 
um, like newness that the first version of this had. Yeah. And I, and I can sort of see why they would maybe want to like further reinvent it for another setting, you know, uh, maybe even another console or something. Well, so the thing is, it was, it would take. yeah, it was such a good reinvention of the, the franchise though. Um, that it was so good. There's only so much more they can do with it. I'm sure it'll be a cracking game, but as, as will it be as much of a breath of fresh air as the first one? I, I don't see how it can be, but I think it'll still be a quality game. Well sold. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Anyway, it's that sort this of game. This could be that the end of Kratos then. PS5. This could be the end of Kratos. Uh, that'd be the end of the God of War to me. Because Kratos is... Well, no, God of mm. War is never referred to. It. It's never been him. It's who he's after. Ooh. The first one, he was trying to kill the God of War. Um, oh, and, okay. and in this, they are talking about... Uh, there is reference to God of War. He's... I uh, uh, forget his... Bucket Tear is the God of War in uh, Norse mythology, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, um, it's Tuesdays after, isn't it? Yeah. Is Atreus, the one, the I think, would be paving the way for a more... A more woke avatar than Kratos. He is a bit of a relic. Oh, I think relics are allowed, but it's interesting. The first games were very problematic, like okay. the, the the way they treated women, and they've been trying to. I think they want the franchise to transform, and that I mean, he is an iconic to, character. To be honest, they've already but, undone a lot of the. Uh, the infamous QTE sequences of the original trilogy with that first game. So I don't think they need to do anything because they've instilled him as a father figure, massively violent one, but it's, you know, it's they've already restarted the law on it. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this next game you are directly controlling Atreus. I'll, I'll say it now. I hope not. Yeah. Unless Atreus has grown up and got a lot bolder and grumpier and more muscular and is using axes. <laughs> They'll make him awesome if they if that if they make that decision, it will be it will be awesome. I kinda of thought they wouldn't because that kind of seems like the obvious one. Because the moment you see someone with their son, you kinda of think, Oh, the father figure's gonna bite the dust. And it's kind of a trope that's been done quite a lot. I bet he's got a cough. In the very first <laughs> mission. <laughs> God. Yeah. <sighs> we will see. Anyway, what, so, I'm going to so say that- it now. Kratos becomes the axe. He becomes his dual-wielded scythe weapons from the first game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We will see. Brilliant. So the only other um, one I would like to particularly mention was there was a more in-depth look of a, a game that's coming out pretty soon. And I don't believe it's a PlayStation exclusive or anything, but it was in the show. And that's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, What was quite a surprise this summer as it's out in the next month or so, I think. Um, Was it October 19th or something off the top of my head or might even be? Uh, 28th. 28th. Well, it's it's soon. It's very soon, right? Very Um, soon indeed. And I've... So today... Um, because we are now in late September as we record. Today, uh, a number of articles came out uh, from the video games press um, from people who've done sort of an hour or so hands-on with the game. And that's starting to get me deeply interested. So some some of the confirmations, you play only as Star-Lord, but when you're out fighting, you can send commands to the rest of the crew. So Rocket or Workers sending in long-range strikes. Drax is obviously in there and fighting but whilst you're fighting a star lord and using your blasters with elemental damage you're also 
working to control the rest of the crew in the fights. And you can then do this weird huddle thing where if you get them through and read their thoughts and say the right words, it plays an awesome track from your uh, from your Walkman and doubles up your damage and their damage. And there's, there's all sorts of weird little things. But my understanding is this is... Um, it's gonna it's it's pure single player and it's gonna feel almost like a Mass Effect type game, um, but with waves and hordes of combat to do as the Guardian. So I'm genuinely quite excited for this now, um, and it looks yeah. Cool. The soundtrack looks wicked as well, and apparently like there's there's some original songs, and they've just got the guy who was doing the soundtrack to do the vocals because oh, he nice. had a really good metal voice. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, they're sort of it's sort of Metallica and. Um, Iron Maiden type inspired eighties style Rocky metal, but then with with so with ones as, as the general ambient soundtrack. But then when you get the right ones, they've got proper licensed actual real songs um, coming in for the special moments. So I think that, that sounds perfect to me. Needle drop. Mm. Yeah. No, it does look wicked. I've I've just got a fear that I usually get with any licensed game. Where it's it, whether you know it's really had the time uh, put into it and the thought, you know. Well, um, I, I think we can say after Avengers, Square Enix can definitely be trusted with. Oh shit! Hang on. Yeah, this is it. This is their, <laughs> this is their chance to prove us wrong. Idos Montreal. Um, they did the Tomb Raider games. They they do know how to put together a game. Um, yeah. Let's hope. Maybe by maybe by. Um, you know, trying to focus things a little more around Star Lord and stuff, and not try to spread themselves so thin. Yeah. By you know, because with Avengers, you re- they really were trying to cater for everyone and chasing have the all money. These, like yeah, yeah, all these like extra DLCs, and it's like they, it's like no, just focus on what you've got and like make that good. Not worrying about like what other characters you've got to slot in. Um, you know, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully, I. I I really want this to be good. I really do. Um, mostly because uh, otherwise I won't be buying any other games this year. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. And the only other game I'm expecting to play, as I say, is Far Cry 6. Because um, it's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I refuse to go anywhere near that until I finish the Ubisoft game that I've been playing for most of my life at this point. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, where are how far are you into Valhalla? I mean, it appears to be just a, a problem you can't shake. I think it's just because I find it very boring, um, and I just can't play it for very long. Have you ever um, considered just not finishing it? No, never. <laughs> I'll, I'll I will carry on. I'll chip away at it for two hours a week until it's done. Um, but but when you chip away at it, you kind of go, "Oh, there's a seasonal event, and I could get a different set of fancy armor. I shall do that rather than just get to the end of the to game." Slow me down. Oh, you do do it. I oh, you you are sorry. There there is a word for people like you, but I I, I shall reserve tenacious. Actually, uh, it rhymed with hell end, but uh... <laughs> yeah, oh, right. yeah, 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 fair enough. Um, What's no, that but the I, I did get to the. <laughs> I did. I've done all the Essex bit, and I've got. Um, I think I'm off to Brighton or Sussex or something now. Right. Just another fucking county in England. There's so many of them. 
Yeah. They're all so big and take ages to do. I went up to York last weekend, but in real life, and uh, there was a Viking centre there, and it was quite fascinating, and I was trying to remember the details of York from the Viking yeah. times that the I knew York of, Yeah, yeah, so I didn't actually Been make it in because they're all booking slots. Um, but yeah, I was, trying, I was looking at the rivers because you've got the Ouse goes through and then the other river, um, and they're, they're on... They're in the, in Valhalla, and I was trying to remember anything about it, and I couldn't. So it's probably a bit of a shit anecdote. Um, but there we go. Yeah. But still, I know I'd you know, much your rather... family enjoyed it when you scaled that high place to get the map. That's then... it. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then mugged the <laughs> Once tour guide. Synchronized, you knew where you were. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the I, wife I, was a bit upset I, when I threw myself into that cart of hay, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, I am trying to employ some discipline and get through the fucking thing. But it just keeps putting these baubles in my way. And I'm like, oh, I wonder Show how I get me. into that house. Yeah, there is no reason to do anything other than follow the main quest, follow the quest markers, do the thing, put it to bed, Robert. I know, I will try. <laughs> Anyway, was there anything else? Oh, oh, uh, they announced they're making a remake of the best game ever made. Uh, exclusive for PlayStation 5. Is it GTA 5? No, Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool. We are talking, this is why, I, we are talking Final Fantasy 7 levels of irrational madness. Yeah. Uh, on my part here. Um, because, I mean, uh, the thing is, right, I, I, if they do it like they've done that Final Fantasy VII one, like a total rebuild, yeah. then I'm very intrigued to see what they do. But they are a very unproven studio, and I and I know the story, and I know the big twist in it, so it will never have mm. the same effect um, as that first time I played the original game. Yeah. I know what you it's mean. Like watching Fight, it's like watching Fight Club again. It's that yeah. sort of twist. Yeah. So, which has its benefits because you go, oh yeah, look cool. I didn't know about yeah, that. If no. they can make it like that, yeah, where there's all these like knowing but, d- little bits of fan service yeah. that I, make you appreciate. Is, I, the thing is, I, I, it's the weird. I was trying to think of the perfect way to describe why I cared about the FS7 remake, and I know we went on and on about it. And it just became an argument, but it hit me the other day. It's basically the difference between seeing like aliens. And Alien Special Edition, but with extra bits even more added in. It's just you love the thing, yeah, and you just but you want know to see you watch when you watch Aliens, best, yeah. the Special Edition one. You get that whole section at the start with Colony, and you kind of like immediately going, "Oh, what the hell's going on here?" I don't remember this bit, and it it just builds so much more to the point where you miss those bits where you watch the original again. So like the Sentry Guns yeah. and the bit where. They're having odd little character building conversations. Ripley talking about her daughter, who you find out has died of old age and stuff like that. Um, all of that's not in the theatrical cut at all, and it just all that stuff makes it a slightly better film in my sense. Um, so it was, yeah, it was kind of like that for me. You know, I'm not going into any more about it, but it's kind of like that, and and the feel of it is still like that. It takes the thing you remember as great years. and adds to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, eighteen years old. So if if uh, they if they do Nazi that with Nazi Old Republic now. and it works, I will I, I will fully fully understand Rob why you would lose your shit. 
well, even, no, even if I, the story is known. I will, I will uh, yeah. concede that I was maybe wrong. Yeah, but no, but I totally, I totally Can we get have that in why. writing? Oh, well, we're, we're recording it, okay. Yeah. He's going to edit this no, bit I, out. No, I'll take any bit of flack that I get for like going, oh, check out this fucking ancient game that I'm playing that they yeah. threw a new coat of paint on. There's if a big I, difference between so, 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 new coat of paint and building it again from scratch. If it's a story and mechanics that you loved and they're going to take it and modernise it and retell it slightly differently and enhance the mechanics. And not, just, not just that, if you brilliant. think about the advancements in computer gaming, sort of controls, everything. Mm. Everything's been sharper. Everything works a lot oh, better. Oh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, All of the, the original of Knights of the Old Republic we've, was, we've uh, it was... It was pretty uh, rudimentary. We're talking really old school. I mean, this is not yeah. even your sort of game, Marcus, but it's like the old school uh, Bioware way of doing things where it was very much story first and environments and controls yeah. later uh, or no, to be doesn't honest, even I, matter. I, it's one of those games I wish I had played at the time, but I just, I, I've never been... You just, I've never your been, head was in a different place. Yeah, then. and like, I've never been so into the whole PC gaming so much. Every time I kind of dipped into it, it and was, got into it, my PC was too old. Um, so I always never had a decent gaming it was, rig. It was PC and it was the original Xbox. Uh, I never had that, so yeah. So for that's me, that's what it was I played it on the original by. Xbox. Yeah, I know. I, ne- I never played Kotor. I think I actually had. I didn't have the gigantic controller. They actually redesigned that. the The, the original Xbox controller looked like a fucking yeah. I don't know what it was. It was enormous. Yeah. There was, for some reason, they were obsessed. Do you remember the one that they created for, was it Steel Battalion? Where you you oh. assembled the, this this HOTAS-style controller to control this mech, and you had yeah. to have a table to actually place the thing on. And it was <laughs> It shit. was the only thing bigger than the console. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh... Yeah. I think we'll leave it there, maybe. And I think so. Yeah, got the, the else only yeah. other thing I would mention was Ghostwire Tokyo, because that the, was the most batshit crazy-looking bit of game I've ever seen. I mean, it's like it was action mad. first person the, uh, creepiness, wasn't it? It was like what the, the hell Project was going Eve. on? Oh, Project Eve looked actually really, really cool, but she wouldn't shut up. <laughs> oh, and neither would the guy who would just slowly mutter about things that were happening and in a Japanese language and I just can't fucking cope with this sort yeah, of very I, casual con- narration. Constant commentary not required. It's like, shut <laughs> up! I, I, you know, I think I'll give it a go though. I might give Project Eve a go but only because I seem to be the one that gets sucked in by these Devil May Cry style games. Um, yeah, I just get turned off so much by this awful awful delivery yeah. of like dialogue yeah I, you I, know, I, oh. I, grew, I grew up in the anime world I I grew up in the anime world moulded by it by the time I arrived at Hollywood <laughs> yeah, it <was> I, blinded <laughs> it's <laughs> like basically like poking me in the fucking eye the whole time it's like shut up you yeah. know what I like <laughs> I like a bit of good punchy dialogue can be sweary yeah. could be a bit funny maybe yeah. at the start of every yeah. time loop you get a nice little bit oh. of punchy dialogue between you, yourself, the hero, and maybe the uh, the assassin who might be hunting oh. you down. Yeah. All oh, right. Is it time yeah. to talk about things? What we have it's been time. playing then? It's time. Will? Should we loop it? Let's loop it. <laughs> you know what I like? I like 
a bit of dialogue that starts... No, I can't remember what I said now. <laughs> oh, well, that died a death, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> but no, um, it's- so I've been playing Deathloop, and I believe you have as well, Mr. Howard? I have. I, I, I'm, I'm presuming, Hurley, from your, from the radio silence we've had from you, you've not, uh, not dabbled. I haven't yet, no. No, I no, it's... Yet. But it's, it's, you know, it's my usual thing. We'll arrive to the party late. Then blab about it. <laughs> it, it. It's quite the party. Now, what I would say is I made arguably the mistake of immediately before playing Deathloop doing another thing I hadn't done and had intended to and finishing one of my all-time favourite games ever, uh, which was Dishonored 2. And I actually yeah, that's, finally that, that's did that. That's literally the same game. That's literally the same game as Deathloop. So my trouble is I'm comparing it to what I would actually say is Arcane's masterpiece. And there there are things that compares favourably. Firstly, there are a couple of moments where it's fun in a happy, as in laugh out loud, this is cheerful, this is <laughs> great bonkers silliness way. And I love a bit of bonkers silliness. So that's great. And the fact that you don't have to find magic potions all the time and you can just basically spam your magic magic now, sorry, uh, special skill, uh, whatever they call them, uh, Exactly slabs. the same powers that are in Dishonored. Uh, some of, yes. Certainly the blink is there. Well, they're not all in there, but the ones that are there are, are in Dishonored. Well, the ones that oh, I've wow. used, oddly enough, the ones that I've been using the most are, are in Dishonored. Uh, the domino, whatever it's called, where you can basically... Uh, link enemies together and if you headshot one of them they all go down although that's nexus nexus although there's a, there's a genuine delight to that because actually this one's kind of a cloud area of effects so there's one particular thing where you go to the right place in an evening and there's a party sorry i will rewind in just a moment uh and we'll maybe explain a bit more about the game yeah you need that really yeah i did that and i got horribly murderized yeah. after i'd done a lot of murderizing yeah. and i still got murderized but what you can do is you get this power <laughs> and you enhance it a bit and you can basically go into this party there's a room full of people with machine guns and you cast this one spell and you shoot one of them in the head and the whole lot drop to the floor and you go i oh, am it. a god but the premise which i shall uh, go unless you'd like to rub so just i do the, um, the short short version i can't yeah, I can do. Uh, you play a chap who's basically like head of security in this sort of like very small like area of island, um, and you immediately get killed. I, I, I forget the names. Um, I wouldn't worry about the names. Uh, all right. Well, there's a girl and there's a man, and you play the single player part as the man, and you're basically trying to. You've got to. Cult. I mean, it's pretty light on Cult plot. and Juliana. Bits. Of, cult. Yeah. Okay. So you're cult. Yeah, and you're. It's immediately clear that um, you know you're being hunted down because, and you need to stop this time loop that you're stuck in. Uh, the only way to do this apparently is to take down these eight visionaries, uh, who are like these high-level uh, value targets. And each one of them uh, yeah. is in a different part of this. Uh, there's four main areas, um, and there's four times of day, and you're basically tasked with trying to engineer them being all in the same place or in at least you need to kill all places through yeah, it in a in single day, day uh, to break the time loop yeah but um so yeah. so it's set in a, it's, it's kind of got this 1970s vibe and everyone on the island is basically either one of these visionaries or an ex-convict ex-prisoner that they've recruited um to come and pay there so people 
the whole idea is it's kind of this 1970s party island where every day is the same and they start the day and even if they die they're reborn the next day this island's in this weird time field and, and as as rob says you're you're the head of security guy that was one of these visionaries was the head of security but has decided he's sick of it and wants to break the loop possibly after having been killed the umpteenth time so I've not completed the game yet, but I'm, I think I'm getting fairly advanced in. And you're kind of realising that these, these these visionaries in charge are just absolute arseholes. Uh, it's, it's, it's an island of purest hedonism where you can do what you want. It doesn't matter who it hurts, what it does. And then you can do it exactly the same again the next day. Most of these people have no memory of it, but cult somehow remembers things. And the whole idea is going through these loops, learning things, remembering them and getting better so that you get to the point where you can go right i now know everything i need to do i can do it in the right order and i can finish this in a day the other joy is the residuum so uh yeah which is how you hang on to your abilities that you that you acquire that's it so it's kind of like you get every time you do a loop you're essentially almost getting a new game plus but with every loop with that residuum Sort of, yeah. What it is, right? Not what they've gone. done is they they fused um, their the the usual sort of immersive sim mechanics that they love, which is all about experimenting and different routes through levels. Mm. And what they've done is they fused that with kind of like the trendy sort of roguelike type thing of like Dark Souls, where you are um, you are learning by acquiring yeah. information. Um, so every time you yeah. die, you. you you, to, to you, be honest, you are reset, that, but there's also that's a there's also like video this video game path, though, isn't it? If there we go there back is, far yeah. And, but you could argue that about any yeah. of these new trendy yeah. roguelike things. The thing is, as well, is it's not quite as brutal as that because you do for the first ability you get basically gives you like a, a, a free two extra lives, um, and, and as long as you and they refresh when you enter a new map. So there's four types times of day you don't you can skip straight to midnight if you want but you can visit four different areas at four different times of day um and and depending on what time of day you visit it you know certain doors might be unlocked and certain characters might be there so and you'll be encouraged to do to mix mash mix those things up as much as possible on successive loops um, yeah. you know and as you play it more you realise kind of where you've got to go to kind of get people to be where you want and things like that but as you so so, yeah. so eliminates a lot of the repetition that you might otherwise get mm. from a game that's basically set in four different zones but also as you progress so you get you get root uh, slabs sorry not runes that that's dishonoured uh, you get slabs yeah. and you might get for example the <laughs> blink slab the first time you kill a visionary uh, and that will allow you to teleport short distances and if you kill them again on another loop it's called shift, shift in this so- game sorry you get the shift sorry <laughs> my bad you get the shift slab but, but, but if you kill that visionary it's not Freud you mate we're pr- proving a point here well that's it <laughs> But yeah. uh, if, you, if you kill the same visionary again in a later loop, you could get an upgrade to that slab. So you could maybe go a bigger distance or you can do this okay. kick that will, um, at the end of it where you've appeared in super speed and you kick them and they go flying. But the trick is at the end of each loop, so long as you haven't died, you've collected lots of weapons and a lot of like little enhancement tags um, and you turn them into residium. So a f- number of thing, a few things at the end of each round, you can say... I want to put all of my my points, my score, my money, whatever we want to call it, my resources into saving that gun and that slab or that slab upgrade. Okay. So so when you start the next loop, 
you can start that gun at the start. So I've got a little uh, machine pistol, which is silenced. And I use that 99 for 99% of my kills because I can headshot quietly and stealth the whole thing because that works for me. I've also got a golden sniper rifle for when I want to cause distance chaos or where I'm trying to pick off Juliana if she's hunting me. Um, and I've there, and I've got various things that enhance my powers. So where I started out, I was quite low power. I'm doing exactly the same loops. People yeah. are the same, but I'm a much double harder bastard. Yeah. And by the so time you're leveling it gets, up yeah, by going through and keeping and, and just keep enhancing going. your yeah. class that you're building. And I'm going to start learning how to influence, <laughs> and it does give you lots of clues. It gives you lots of hints. It records it all for you, and you can. I'm pretty certain you'll kind of go right. I'm ready. You'll get to this point where you go, right, I think I've learned everything I need to know to be able to kill these three people first thing in the morning and then go to the power station in the early afternoon to turn on the power so that this evening that's in place, then I'll kill that person. And then I'm going to go over to this map and I'll kill these two and then I'll finish it off taking these two out and that will break the loop. That's where it's working nice. at. It will, But I will feel powerful enough and I will have the weaponry and I'll have the knowledge, but I don't need to remember it. I don't need a pad and paper here to try and no. remember it it's going to walk me through it it's, it's just if you get game, to a I point think. and you're overpowered when you do upgrade your weapons you'll be able to naturally break that barrier or you've got the right skill now or you've yeah so you've, but i think you've got enough wits about you or you've built up your own personal um yeah skill level that's it in the game. you're still well, not overpowered I, I think you you never become a bullet sponge i think or certainly not the no. way i'm playing You've got to be stealthy, and you've got you've got to be no, no, cooler. Yeah. I didn't mean then. overpowered. I meant like yeah. your firepower's improved. Yeah, that's it. Say so your ammo capacity or something. You've got to like be you powerful enough. Better. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, um, but I'll be powerful when you, when enough. When you die, yeah. you don't go back a step. Then once you've um, if, used the whatever it is, no, the, you start the loop again. If you've if you've saved your resources, if I've picked yeah. up, if I've picked up a golden sniper rifle and haven't gotten back to my base with it, I can't save it. So, okay. Or if I get a slab and then get blown away. So the moment you get something cool, you go, right, I'm heading for the exit. So yeah. so Colt lives in these Just tunnels end the loop, between the yeah. four areas. And you go, yeah, I've done my morning. That's really cool. That. That's and, that, quite and you cool. go back in. And quite often you'll go, oh, I've just got a really cool thing. I don't want to die. I yeah. could go and kill that person. But you know what? I really like this gun. I'm going to go back so I can save it. And to start with, you can't even say The first couple of loops I did, I was like, this is so annoying. I just found a really cool gun. <laughs> and I don't have it anymore. Uh, and now, the moment I get something good, and I'm building it up, and I don't think I'm too far from the end. But I'm having fun. They reckon it's they reckon it's about... Uh, well, I saw one reviewer said that he'd done about 30 hours in it, but it's really down to how like much you want to kind of explore and fuck yeah. about and farm. Yeah. Because, I mean, I haven't, I haven't yet found a weapon so good that I'm like, oh, is there enough... I'm, I'm going to just leave this mission, even though there's stuff I could still be doing. Um, oh, you haven't found that golden good. sniper rifle yet, then? No, I probably haven't. No, but then, I, <laughs> but then you know how I've been playing it. I've just been stealthing around and stabbing everyone in the face. Oh, the machete is, the is actually deeply satisfying as a weapon. You can take out three guys in. You can do a whole room quite easily without dying. Oh yeah. Oh no. You you get really powerful, but the point is, you're not just trying, trying to take out a whole room. This is the joy. You're trying to take out eight visionaries in a day, and you need to be yeah, yeah. double odd. And yeah. then there's the Juliana bit which i find particularly interesting so i i tried to do it on you last night but it said you were unavailable well that's annoying uh it might have been you, I was you out were there hunting. on steam you ah. were there on steam but then i and oh i, saw I was you, just it in the menu yeah no i was just in the menus i i um oh. had it open 
oh, give me a message if you want to hunt me down and we'll take turns. Now, I've I've actually been playing as Juliana this afternoon before we recorded, because uh, this was something I wanted to talk about, and it is fucking broken if you're playing with randoms. Oh, now, the biggest problem is AFK. So I tested it, and I sat for half an hour. So what happens, if you go as Juliana, what it does is it uh, it basically locks down the level. The, the person playing as Colt can't exit the level until they hack a little box that you can defend little signal box, um, and they have to hack it to be able to open the doors to get oh. out. So they have to go through a certain point, right? And I sat there. I disguised myself as an enemy. I put put it there, and I sat there, and I waited. And I read my book with my headphones on, listening for noise, and nothing happened. And after half an hour, it timed out because there is no AFK detection in this game. It cannot tell if they're just sitting there in the menus. And if I'm playing the game and I want to pause it, I hit escape. Excuse me, but it doesn't actually pause the game. And if someone's not there, it can't detect it and go, sorry, uh, we won't put you in this connect uh, this one. It will it will connect you to someone's uh... session and if they're not playing. And that is really annoying. And that's happened to it me a number of times. It didn't let me connect to you, though. Yeah, but I was, I was sorry, I was not in a loop, right? You, you'd exited the game. Yeah, I was just, just in the, the menus. menus. Yeah. Um, right, okay. But... So, so, so... I, I, I don't know, out of interest, I've just been playing it with friends only, so I haven't been invaded yet. No, I but just I've, didn't I've really been fancy invaded. The no, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a go, uh, but I, I'm not that interested in being invaded, uh, mostly because I find most people are better at these things than me, and that's yeah. frustrating. But yeah. as the invader... Yeah, someone who's just if, bored if you want and that kind finished of the game. terror of like the terminator feel the then trouble it's is almost it's, like it's mm, almost like you amp it up to insane difficulty I, I'm, I'm, well it does if, it doesn't because you see you've got three lives as cult juliana's yeah. got one yeah and yeah. i yeah, but i'm sure that won't stop some own. people i've played a few times with juliana <laughs> you do get, you and not do get once to level her up though as well yes but i've taken cult down twice and then he's come back the third time and killed me not once have i actually managed to kill him three times as necessary oh wow uh, and there's ways you can sick the other people on the level on him and all of that stuff. But it's really hard as Juliana to actually kill Colt, I find. Uh, maybe whole, I'm just doing uh, it wrong, whole, but it's hard. The whole uh, invasion mechanic is also from Dark Souls, as are the little yeah. messages that come up in the levels. Even though they're scripted, uh, that is from it, Dark it's Souls. Yeah. By. I wouldn't say the invasion man- uh, mechanic is from Dark Souls in the same way. It's it's its own thing. I've never seen anything done exactly the way this is, but I do like it. No, but I'm no. just I'm just sort of pointing I out would how say much it's this more seems like, like Resident like Evil. Is it Mister X or something who who just randomly hunts you down in levels? I've I've heard. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, Nemesis, Nemesis, Mister X. But in um, but that's the thing. Something in, coming in for Dark you. Souls and in Bloodborne, you can get people actually invading your game if you put it online. And oh, they yeah. can actually just find you and kill you. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I thought. Yeah. No, I'm no, just maybe saying. It's not bad. What? What? I'm, the conclusion I'm drawing though is that this is sort of like very much a marriage of of old school immersive sim design and more modern hmm. uh, meta trophies, mechanics. You know, yeah. More, and stuff. Yeah. You know, what I would say, like in my opinion, it's a good. I've not finished it. I think it's a good game. It is not nearly as good as Dishonored Two, unfortunately. I made a mistake of playing that almost immediately before. It's a good game. It's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, Eurogamer gave it an essential. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. To me, it's a solid 8. Um, yeah. Oh, just a quick question. 
when you're playing as Juliana, Juliana, yeah. Sorry, when you're playing as Juliana, um, can you attack the enemies that Colt has, or is it only? Yeah, you can, and you could so, theoretically do so some you could sort of in weird theory power. Jump in and help someone through a level as yeah, Juliana. Yeah, and if you're doing it on Steam with friends only, you could theoretically, if Rob were playing, yeah, I could choose to invade his game and assist him. Yeah, um, just double your firepower it's, sort it's of thing. In theory, yeah, you could turn Juliana into a co-op I was just partner. thinking that, because you could do that in Bloodborne. You could inv- when people invade your game, if you know who they are, yeah. they can fight alongside you against bosses and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you can assist, yeah. And then afterwards they go, they get vanquished. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I just, I just thought, if they're using that mechanic, how far does it go? In theory, could they There's no reason. You and- certainly have... I, I've certainly killed a couple of minions more out of boredom while I was waiting for uh, the person I was after turning up, but you could definitely yeah. kill them. So I can't see any reason. In fact, if I... In fact, I did accidentally kill one of the vision... You could kill a visionary as Juliana, because um, there's this... Uh, in the evening at the party level, you've got this guy called Alexis, and he wears a wolf mask, but he makes everywhere, everyone at his party wear a wolf, wolf mask. So the trick is to watch out for someone who drinks chocolate beer, because apparently it tastes like oh, piss. Oh, I've so heard it's one of the spoiler now twice today. Well, it comes up if you hang around the party, you overhear a conversation that says he likes to drink chocolate beer. It's it's just, it's just an element of the game, right? This is not really a spoiler. Um, but... It's it's well, a clue that comes no up and records in the log. D- if you happen to be hanging had- around when you're on that level, you will just hear someone say, "Why is this piss here?" Oh, he drinks it. I don't know. No one else does. Oh. Uh, I think I sort of might have heard that actually. Now I think about it, so but it's it one didn't of those come up as a note. Happens, yeah. Oh, it, oh, well, it came up as a note for me. I think I thought he did anyway. But no, I just heard someone the on the a podcast say that, yeah. and now I'm on a podcast and someone said that. Well. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, it's like it's everything's in a big loop. Yeah. So what's oh, well. going to happen? You're going to play the it. game, and then someone's going to say it in the game, and then suddenly they're going to ask you to be on a podcast, and then the loop <laughs> still, will be that, complete. <laughs> that level does still seem like a gigantic nightmare for me at the stage I'm at in the game, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting more and more practiced, so what you do find is you, you'll you get the visionaries, they've got a power you like, and you just keep going, looping over them till you've got the upgrades to that power. And then you go, you find out about a couple of weapons, and you're, I'm, I'm now at the point where I'm going, well, I've upgraded the powers I'm interested in, I've got the weapons I'm interested in, and I'm just following the clues, and soon it's just going to get to the point where it's going to tell me, yeah, you've got as many clues as you want, do you want to just go and uh, smash them all? And that's what I'll do. Yeah, I mean, the game does a really good job of onboarding you, mm. um, but like you, you end up going through a couple of them loops, and then it's just like, okay, off you go. And I was a bit like, ah. What? What? I don't know what I'm doing. You've put loads of fucking objectives there. What do I do now? And so I decided that I would just try and maybe chase down some of these abilities first so I could get on at least a level. And actually, I just went to one place, and it's that place out in the snow. Yeah. And um, and, and I was just there, actually, just to try and gather some info. I, I, I wasn't particularly after this chap, but he did start... Someone was shooting me. And then I went over there and he kept going invisible. And I was like, oh, hang on. Yeah, this is one of those fuckers. Because I took him down yeah. and it popped up with a big, oh, you killed one of the visionaries. I didn't even realise that I was doing that at the time. <laughs> I did. I was just I like, there's a the evening party. I, I basically broke into the party, shot the first person I saw with a wolf mask when everyone at the party was wearing a wolf mask and it was the visionary. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, 
Hey. Well, that's done. <laughs> but will it have? Will you? Will it ever be that easy again? Nope. You know. <laughs> I shall be looking for. I shall be keeping an eye on the chocolate beer pump, which sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. So will I straight away in a minute. Probably. <laughs> be like chocolate um, beer. Bang. Dead. <laughs> Exit. <laughs> Well, to be honest, I yeah. shall probably wait till anyone's near the chocolate bit and then cast my web of headshotty doom on the entire room and do it because it's much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah. No, I've, I'm still. I'm only about eight hours in. Um, I've gone through. I just killed. I just did the party for the first time yeah. to give you an idea. So I'm on about loop four. Um, no, I've done. And, I've uh, probably done about ten full days. I'm. I'm getting very comfortable with the whole looping thing now. Cool. Okay. Any other thoughts about Deathloop other than it's good? It's fun. I mean, the, like I say, I'd like to see some patches to fix the PvP. Uh, hmm. I, I think it's 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 not fair on the people that want to go hunting to end up having to hunt people who aren't there because they could have started the level and they'll either be just crouching somewhere. You've got no way of finding them. None at all. Yeah. That's the problem. The fair thing to do would be if they're AFK for more than two minutes if they spend two minutes not moving or a minute not moving to put a beacon on them and let yeah. the hunter have the kill or something like that like um, a marker yeah. or something yeah, yeah. exactly the, basically the... to just just start pinging and saying they're in this area because I, I literally sat there you get, you get some points so if you go ten minutes with surviving but after that nothing and I, I, I deliberately waited it out I made myself a couple of delicious toasted sandwiches um <laughs> And it was all very nice. And then I ate them. Oh, and then man, I got a message coming up saying that the um, person I was against has disconnected. I was about half an mm. hour in. And that was that was rubbish. There was no joy in that. I want to get in and I want to hunt people who are there and want to play the game with me. Yeah. Fair enough. couple of little uh, technical things. I did end up getting this for PC in the end. I was sl- slightly nervous when I saw what the recommended spec was for 4K60 as I have bloody-mindedly gimped myself by running my PC through my 4K TV. Um, so, uh, but I have turned everything up, and I'm getting a good, like, 45, 50 frames, even w- with the ray tracing on and everything. And I tried playing it with a mouse, but I could not deal with the movement. Uh, there's, like, a strange inertia to the... Uh, when you've got a digital input, when you're—it's not even like the aiming that does me in. It's when you press the W key and there's like this sort of, oh, we're moving at this speed now. And I am used <laughs> to the, and I am used to having a bit finer control over that with a controller. Yeah. And and um, and also the everything vibrates. The UI, even like fucking upgrading a thing in your inventory. Everything has some kind of kinetic feedback to it, and uh, and, and I'm I'm really enjoying that. So uh, I got it for PC, but I'm still playing it with a, with an Xbox One controller. To be honest, loads so. of people do it that way, and it's what it was designed for as well. So I got to say, even though I've been a massive PlayStation fan for years, the Xbox sort of One control pad is designed so well. Yeah. It just fits so comfortably. It's ridiculous. I am a fan of the uh, the off-centered. Yes, uh, they, they, they work. They really work so so well. It's freaky. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, I used, I have, to, I used to PC game with that, with a controller. I dare say them going so crazy with all that is a byproduct of them developing it for PS5 and setting up all the haptic feedback for that. But I decided to go for PC because I figured it would look better, ultimately. Even though I... To get to get the 60 frames 4K that, 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 is, that is standard on PS5 would require a bit more finessing of... Um, fucking about with all the options which i was just not prepared to do but I'm, I'm i'm having a perfectly fine experience um albeit not you know a rock solid 60 frames i can live with that nice. I'm, used, I'm quite happy with 30 Third which was the standard problems it, 30 was the standard you and that's build how I played like Ratchet with Tank. assassin's creed you just build a rod for your own back with this stuff yeah i know yeah probably <laughs> i i do yeah um, but yeah, that, Ratchet and Clank had the sixty frames option, and I went for the thirty one because I wanted the I wanted the rays traced because <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out if I can't see that happening. I feel <laughs> like I don't really even notice rays being traced or not, so I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're not like a graphics whore like me. No, it's funny, it's isn't it? Because my PC is cursed... slightly better than yours as well. I know it's very surprising. And, and, you're, and you're not gimped by having a reasonably sized screen as no, well. No, because my monitor's about as big as my head. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fairly large. See, yeah. See if, even if I didn't have that, I'd probably get one of those stupid wide ones that Matt's got because I've seen Matt's and it's I, I must admit, so. I went into the computer shop near me and they've got one of those wide ones, which is basically the same width <laughs> as my two monitors. And I really regret yeah. not just getting one wide one because it's so sexy. <laughs> and yet for practicality and not gaming, dragging a thing across from one monitor to another, for a machine I work on, I would be stupid to get the wide one unless there was a setting that made it behave like two when, separate monitors. When you have to raise the mouse and do like a third drag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I've made it all well, the way Well, it's across. resizing everything into... It's resizing yeah. two items into what would for me need to be identical sized windows oh, rather than just being able to drag them across to my two monitors and maximise yeah now I've got two identical sized 4k monitors it's all good it's all groovy um, but it also means that while I'm waiting if I'm queuing for games for example I can use my other monitors to browse Tinterweb so that's lovely <sighs> yeah it's all good speaking of creating a, a rod for, for one's back um <laughs> I, I wanted to mention a couple of other bits um, if, if we're done with Deathloop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, that is, and that is basically right. I noticed that Psychonauts 2 had come out. So I, I thought, oh no, I'm not playing that brand new spanking game that's part of my subscription that I'm currently paying for. I'm going to see oh, if I've it. got the original. I've got, I'm going to see if I've got the original on in my Steam, which I had. And I'm going to see how this 16-year-old game looks today um and the answer is it looks quite good and i've spent nearly as long as i've spent in death loop on this um psychonauts is a game that is way ahead of its time at the time it was yes you yeah you get to uh travel inside you you meet characters and you have an item that puts a door on their forehead and you go into their brain and there's like a whole level i did that there's a very classic level called the milkman, which is all about you know I am the milkman. The milk is nice, Coo-coo, which I deliver, and it's all yep. complete. And there's another one I played where it's like this gigantic game of chess. There's one wherein you're in like a disco ball. 
Um, the imagination of it is completely insane. And you have, and, and also it's like a, an action game where the solutions are quite often um, like uh, almost, because um, it's Tim Schafer has background. He did Monkey Island and all that sort of stuff. But he actually tried to transfer that sort of like use this on that into like an action game thing. So you have like, there's a bit in the game, for example, where you're playing Knockdown Ginger or, you know, you, you're trying to get through a door. But as soon as you get near it, she's like, no, you can't come in. Mm. And uh, so you get like an invisibility power. And so you can you can wait till she opens the door and then just sneak in behind her. You know, so it's trying to it's trying to, you know, that's just a simple thing. You have a uh, a slice of streaky bacon. Which obviously Ooh. you use to contact the doctor that pops out of your ear hole uh, for advice and stuff like that. It is bananas, but I'm doing this all in play in service of getting to Psychonauts two, which I believe uh, if it could end up in a game of the year conversation for me. Yeah, I um, started it. What it was did you right. think I of it? Stopped. See, I I really don't understand this. Is because you've been moaning at me for playing all these really unhappy games, and I would not call Psychonauts well, I'm not been moaning you. Game. I'm saying I don't know. Just because it's not miserable doesn't mean I'll enjoy it. But was it really not funny? It was quite amusing. But I, I just so what was it? Um, I'm just interested because you, you also like moan or not moan? All right, I won't use the term moan, but you also infused uh, about Ratchet and Clank, and like I played. I'm playing like the old Psychonauts, and I'm feeling like so much of that in 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 the original DNA of that. And I've all heard... I can describe, Rob, is that I've, I've fired it up, played it for about forty five minutes, finished off, and had no desire to go back to it. That that that's all I can say. I don't just like if I start watching a film and I think that's all right, but I'd rather do something else, so I won't watch it. I don't have a compulsive need to start a thing and finish it. Um, oh. I just I started it and I went yeah it was alright no I mean I've done that as well I've had games on my wish list like or my that I've bought from Steam and I've and I've tried them I mean what was the one Outer, Outer Wilds Outer Wilds yeah or Outer Worlds that's the one or Outer one of them the one that I didn't finish oh okay right uh, oh, right. got it yeah that, so the that one that I wasn't was like, no, no 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 Huh? The one that the one wasn't, that fallout, wasn't fallout, fallout in space, yeah, that's out yeah, of yeah, yeah. wilds. So it just, I just wonder. I've also heard that um, the game assumes you you literally uh, have just finished the first game, yeah. Despite there being a sixteen year up year gap, yeah. Uh, which which made it does me, give you a quick when I heard up, that, but it wasn't something I yeah. enjoyed. It. I was just like, oh, this is fucking stupid. Um, I don't care. It is. It is <laughs> Yeah, it is a bit daft, um, but I felt completely validated in my approach of going back to the original and finally finishing that because I never actually did finish it. Well, that's, so that's, I feel like I've made the right choice. That's good. See, what happened was, Rob, you thought, after the last time that Will slightly chastised you for lack of fun, you went, I'm going to go and find a fun game. And then you went, full fun. And Will went, no, you've gone more than too far. Uh, yeah, you've I think gone to silly. It, yeah, it's, it's more like, it's more like it's we've been now. Yeah. Well, Rob and I have been down the pub and I've said, why can't you be more fun? And then we've both gone at the funeral, but he's turned up in the clown outfit. 
nothing think, like that at all. Probably, just and given the eulogy no. in, in yeah. various degrees of. <laughs> I think. I think this is. I, I think ultimately, maybe. I think maybe it's just because this is a sequel to a really old, goofy game that was very much of its time. Yeah. And that this sequel is for fans of the original game. Which you played, uh, Rob, and enjoyed. To be honest, Rob. And am, and am playing 16 years I, later. I've got and to say, am amazed at how well you. it has aged. I, I, yeah. I, I, think, I think go for it. Because you clearly enjoyed it. I mean, the couple of messages that you kind it of runs. put on there. I think if you're enjoying it, you're doing gaming right. If you're yeah, enjoying I know, the gaming I feel, experience, I feel like really, I feel like it's a really wholesome thing that I'm doing. And like, I've, I've, there's a couple of bits I got stuck on, right? And I googled some YouTube videos just to see if it could show me what I was doing wrong. And my God, they look like shit. My point being that the old game scales up very nicely, runs at full 4K, uh, 60 frames, and is very controllable in a modern sort of way. I mean, they haven't changed controls much. They just work, like I say, uh, they, they're modern feeling controls. Um, the diffi- There's a couple of like annoying little difficulty spikes that are a bit fiddly, kind of comes from those sort of old games, but nothing to really complain about. Um, but moving on, I suppose there has been another time loop game that's been released recently, uh, which was called 12 minutes. Um, this is from Annapurna interactive and, um, a lot of fuss has been made that of the, of the all-star cast for it has, uh, no, none other than James McAvoy and, her off of Star Wars. Daisy Ridley. Yes, and... Um, oh, God. Willem Dafoe. Too much. Willem <laughs> Dafoe, yes, all right. So, so it's... so it's, But it's all in a top-down style and uh, you're basically... Um, you come home from work, your wife's made you dessert, hasn't even made you dinner, I don't understand that fucking shit. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And then there's a knock on the door um, and a cop comes in, ties you up and then like beats you to death or something. And then you're like, oh, and then you wake up and it's the same day again. God, there's a, there's a few too many of these at the moment, really, aren't there? Yeah. So this is like a proper like adventure game. And, and like much like Deathloop, you are basically making progress by uncovering information by doing weird things like, I don't know, like, hiding in wardrobes uh finding objects in places that kind of stuff well, so like, you can observe like uh, conversations in your head sort of thing yeah so then you can come back the next time around and go oh what about this then eh and she's like what i don't how do you know that prove that this is a time loop and then you have to like grab something out of a drawer that she's shown you and uh, do all these little bits and bobs but the problem is right the joy of time loop fiction is that you there's normally some sort of like montage or the act of accumulating this information is fun when you are just left with like the trial and error of just going through the same fucking day over and over again uh it does start to sort of lose its shine somewhat so um yeah. and there's a twist at the end which is horrid um and i just you know what i mean it's like why and, have uh, you done this, this to me <laughs> yeah, and this game take took like five years to make or something. Um, and I, all I'll say is like, yeah, just maybe don't worry about it. 
I, I played the first hour and a half of it, I'd say. Uh, like it was a Saturday night and I wasn't going out for some reason. So I just, I just had all night and I was like, yeah, I'm just, I got a glass of wine. I'm just going to keep clicking through this fucking thing until I, until I figure it out. Um, when it got to picking it up again, I just didn't really have the patience for it. So I looked for help and, uh, yeah, well, they, first they said, just turn it off and uninstall it, but I persevered (laughs) and, uh, and actually got to the end. So I would say, yeah, just don't worry about it too much. Shame, really. Yeah, it, it looked really like cool. Everything. Watching the Xbox conference, I was like, oh, I'm quite captivated. I like the in- I like the look of this, but I've I heard it spoken about a few times. And yeah, it's it's not obvious what you have to do. And it's bleak as hell. I'd rather play something fun. I don't know, maybe just some sort of weird, I don't know. What's, what's the guy that did Monkey Island up to these days? I'd, I'd love to play anything he did. No, he don't do that. <laughs> Oh, hang on, we're in a tight we're, we're on another loop, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> that is going to come up. Um, right, okay, but there is another game from the same publisher that I think is amazing and does definitely need recognition. Uh, I also played this on Game Pass, and this is called The Artful Escape, and it's about this chap who is basically like some sort of... Well, he's like the, the nephew of a... Uh, let's just call him Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Yes, I've heard. That's I've heard. You're yeah. not the only one I've heard say that. Yeah. Yes, the nephew, Nob. Yeah, Dob Dob Billen. We'll call it. Yeah, that's it. That'll do. So you do that, and and the game starts, but that, like, and you just and it and it says just press X to 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 conjure a tale of woe and. And, and misery and you do that and he starts going ding 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 and then it will do another one and it like similar sort of <laughs> concept and then it goes and then you just get the option to shred like a beast like he just like a pink floyd van halen demon and um and it sort of you end up and the whole thing is like you know him about trying to chase down or chase his own identity uh, escape from like the expectations everyone has that he will follow in his uncle's footsteps, and then you meet up with Carl Weathers, basically, uh, who is uh, voicing a character called Lightman, and he basically takes you to outer space, and you go left to right down these hills, jumping occasionally. Carl and, Weathers, and at, at any point being able to press blue to uh or x to continue soloing and you just go off on a magical light adventure of glorious epicness amongst aliens and the cosmos and planets and stars and nebula and it just goes on and on and it's amazing and i'm gonna play it again as soon as this finishes yeah lena heady's creed yeah apollo creed lena heady also does a a voice yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was that I nearly said him that's why I had to look it, look it up yeah Mark Strong does a voice Lena Headey does a voice um, it's fucking fantastic I think it's only about four hours long but I heard some little noises about it on Twitter and I was like oh yeah that sounds like it might be my cup of tea and it's on Game Pass and I'm still sub to that so uh, yeah fucking fantastic I- it's got this feeling oh it's got like little bits where you actually do like Guitar Hero uh, you know, sort oh, of rhythm, rhythm action. Yeah. But there's bits where it's like some alien and it's just like their eyes light up and you've got to hit like the both shoulder buttons at once. And it's, you just get this glorious like twin hum, harmony uh, lead note 
And uh, it's just, it, I can't really put it into words how epic it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just so, so glorious. Like, I mean, it just gives you that feeling that you've got, I suppose, when you were playing Guitar Hero and you managed to nail a good it, solo, but it's not that difficult. Is this game based um, on, like, the song that saves the universe, like, from Bill and Ted? Because <laughs> it sounds like... There is a bit way. of Bill and Ted. Carl Weathers' character is very much like a Rufus-type character. <laughs> I'm just getting yeah. vibes of like mm. you said the way that it goes it explodes into the universe and just keeps going you know I'm getting vibes yeah. of that sort of feel like it is like the most excellent adventure you know <laughs> I think I might have to take a look at that what's it called just again Rob? A spin man the artful escape yeah I'm Correct. looking at it now I'm just like it's just wow. it's just silly um I've you know um yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I think anyone with a passing interest in a rock will enjoy. Sounds fun. Um, that's all I've got, really. I was going to talk about the Netflix interactive stuff, but I, I don't think that's really very gamey. It, I, it just kind of occurred to me because Bear Grylls has done a few of these now. And they start off where like you get into eat slugs and it's funny. Um, right, that's downloading. <laughs> cool. That's something to do and, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it won't take you long, mate. I mean, I've, I've, I've put an hour or two in and I'm halfway through. And the great thing is um, you then get to be able to uh, select the chapters. Like, So I can quite imagine if anyone comes over after the pub, I'll just whack that on and give them the controller and let them deal with it. So, so to, to, to just um, quote the words for the description, on the eve of his first performance... Francis Vendetti struggles with the legacy of a dead folk legend and the cosmic wanderings of his own imagination. In an attempt to escape the musical legacy of his uncle, a teenage guitar prodigy embarks on a psychedelic journey to inspire his new stage persona, searching for who he isn't in an adventure spanning stolen opera houses, melodic alien landscapes, and the impossible depths of the cosmic extraordinary. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are a few little sort of bits where you kind of just bodding around, um, and there's some a few like inane conversations that are a bit, bit shit. But you just get through that, um, to get and the then good you, bit. <laughs> and then you play guitar. Hello, I've gone all blurry, <laughs> drunk too much wine, and I've gone into low yeah, definition. <laughs> It's, it's, you don't, it's, it's because you're too cheap to turn your freaking lights on, Rob. No, I will, but I just don't like it. It's too light. Yes, but look, oh, your yeah, camera yeah. can see where you are. <laughs> I know. I'm just testing the limits of its low level. Oh, you found vision. <laughs> well, yeah. If that's all we've got, unless you've got anything, Will. I'll be honest. No, that's that's me. I just want to mention the game that I've been kind of following for a little while, and it's really weird because. Um, you don't really have many Chinese game development companies, do you? Ah, the only one um, I can think of was that there's... Zelda clone knockoff that jumps to mind. Yeah. Um, oh, and there was a Chinese... Yeah. But... Dark... Tencent, oh. like a major publisher. I, 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 but I, I, a publisher. I, I suppose yeah, it's the most populous but, um... country in the world. Relative what... to the population, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, was, there was a game that caught my eye a while back, and it was like one of those videos of a game, and you kind of think... That can't be real. It looks like an unreal demonstration kind of thing rather than an actual game. 
and it's a uh, black wit black myth Wukong. It's based yeah. on the Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, Song Wukong, the Monkey King legend and stuff, and wow. it looks mental. Like it's a soul mm. style game where you've got like the really oversized characters, like um, Sekiro sort of Souls type game. And it looks mental, and I'm I'm kind of just following it because I want to see what it looks like actually on release. And it looks like it's had an Unreal upgrade as well, so it's moved on to the latest version of um, what was it we were seeing Unreal Five or something like that? Yeah, um, I think it's been boosted onto that now, so it could be one of the weird games to come out from that. And it's like all sorts of weird mythology and strange, weird shit going on. Um, but it looks absolutely mental. Um, you know, you play the sort of Monkey King character and stuff like that, and you go around just beating odd deity-type foes who are all disfigured and weird creatures, like toad creatures and weird hermit creatures and giant yeah, pig creatures. Yeah, I remember being creatures. revealed last year on watching the trailer. It looks... Yeah, it- it's been upgraded Bonkers. since then, and it's still the, the and they've had gameplay sections, so it's an actual game. But yeah. I, I, it's just I thought it's worth a mention because you don't really hear of many, and this is an indie studio doing this, so they must have mm. like a warehouse full of everyone working on this. But I'm, it could be one of the most impressive games we've possibly never heard of. Apparently, it's already <laughs> been upscaled into 8K, um, but I suspect. Yeah. I expect Rob, you'll need, uh, you'll need a new rig, mate. To, to be honest, I mean... I'm yeah. just literally going to pull my telly off the wall now and throw it in the bin. <laughs> just get a smaller telly. There you <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I thought it was worth... 8K. A... What would you... I can't buy... A... You can't buy a smaller 8K telly. <laughs> no. Well, maybe maybe we tell the gap in the market. They have on the side of buildings. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, no, oh, I just yeah. thought Although it was worth Samsung a mention. Insist on... Samsung insist on making their phones 8K ready, so I, I am talking absolute bollocks. I mean, yeah, I just I just thought it was worth a mention because it's just... It does look beautiful, It looks I like these say. guys, and because they don't have any pressure, because they don't get like the sort of normal media on there, just every now and then they chuck out an updated trailer and stuff like that saying they're working on this. Yeah. They don't have any of the kind of constraints and... Things it's due to come out in uh, 2023, which is ample time. I'm happy for them to take their time on it, but I just thought it was worth a mention because it looks gorgeous like the snow effects and everything running through, like attacks and everything like that. And I've seen videos of the gameplay footage running, it, it looks legit. Yeah, which, it's unreal, you know, it's got epic. It, yeah, going on. so if this comes out, <laughs> I, I definitely want to have a look into this, but I just thought it'd be worth yeah, a mention. It's a bit early, early mention. Yeah. Oh, happy days. Cool. Yeah. Long, right. long live studios we've never heard of bringing more stuff to the world. Well, yeah, I just wonder shit. how shit like that gets financed and when it starts to become like a financial situation. And well, are I they able they to actually deliver that? I think, I think they right? looked at CD Projekt Red and thought, we can do something like that for China. Not in the kind of controversy, but I mean in the sense that if China, because it's all about the power stake, isn't it? It's it's political in a sense. If you have mm. a foothold in the world and you're producing video games, you're on the world stage. Yeah, and it's a new. It's like it's like a polite arms race, isn't it? You know, if you're if you're if people are if you notice your product, you're bringing in money from it, and you can make a pretty healthy GDP from it if it comes out on platforms. Um, 
I don't see why not. And if they've got the manpower behind it and it's a legit game and it comes out and it's all fine. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, indeed. Thanks for listening to the Not Playing Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Watching Podcast, where we talk about movies and TV, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can hear Adam and Co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk. And if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye! If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.